my clothing brand is like I said for all disabilities, not yeah. uh, specific to physical disabilities or intellectual or anything or spina bifida. We can all come together under this umbrella of the disability community and still share common interests as well as common experiences. Hi, I'm Brooke Melhouse. Welcome to Disabled and Proud, the podcast that does exactly what it says on the tin. Each week, the show highlights an awesome disabled guest speaking about their own disability, why they're proud to be disabled, and why they're proud to be themselves. So Marlon, welcome to Disabled and Proud. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about you? Yeah, really good, actually. It's such a it's summer solstice here in the UK, so it's a lovely sunny day. It's so nice. It's, it's hot over here in, in good old Georgia in the US. Oh, it's very fortunate, but, you know, that's summer for us anyway. Yeah. So I'm used to it. So first question that I ask absolutely every guest that comes on the podcast is how do you refer to your own disability? How do I refer to it? So... I was born with uh, spina bifida, mm-hmm. and to me, I, I consider myself, um, when it comes to, I guess, talking about my disability or me having a disability myself, I say person with a disability, so I say, like, I'm Marley Moore, mm-hmm. um, and I have spina bifida, instead yeah. of it being the entire, um, or instead of them looking at just the disability, see that I'm a person as well with the disability, um, but yeah, I have spina bifida. It's basically a birth defect that affects the spine as well as the brain mm-hmm. and a lot of um, neurological um, aspects of it that can come from an uh, educational standpoint, like having a hard time learning or focusing on certain yeah. things, as well as um, other issues that, not issues, but other things that come about with it. Um, but it all stems from the brain and the spine. Uh, and and because of you, um, you just mentioned education. How was school for you with that? I mean, did you have like extra help? Did you have like extra time and exams? Like, how was that experience yeah. for you? Oh yeah, I um I had all of that, and even now while I'm in school and I'm at Georgia State, um, mm-hmm. studying history, and with oh, I that know. I actually um they have what's called the it's not called this, but we call it the Office of Disabilities, but it's actually called Access and Accommodations. Uh-huh. Um, but basically they give us different um, accommodations such as uh, longer times on tests or uh, note takers, as well as going to the actual office to take the test instead of taking it in the classroom for a quieter space. And I've had that all the way from kindergarten all the way up to uh, 12th grade. And so it's yeah. a breeze and it's, um, it's really helped because you can, especially with me, I can get really distracted or I cannot focus when I know that there's like a time counting down or like a time limit of like when I have to take this test. Cause usually for uh, a person without a disability that's in a, a classroom, they have to do it within like an hour or so. Uh-huh. And if it's 50 or more questions, I'm probably taking 20 minutes on the first five questions and it's only an hour and so I need yeah, uh, longer time. And so I'm grateful that they have these services. Yeah, I also had a note taker at uni. So like your version of college, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because mm-hmm. I can't write like quickly at all. And it was oh, yeah. so good. I had someone who would like, 
literally word for word say exactly what the lecturer said and then I'd have it in front of me and I was like oh this is the dream <laughs> it's so yeah. good and it's funny because for me I um had a no- this is my first year doing a note taker because I um actually transitioned from the Georgia State so Georgia State broke off to like two-year campuses and I was at the two-year campus because it was a lot cheaper and then it was a lot smaller um classrooms and so now I'm at the uh, actual Atlanta like Georgia State campus and so I have a note taker there and it's not necessarily because I can't take good notes but like they say your your handwriting is supposed to get better as you get older yeah I'm, I'm glad we're in the digital age because I I write down stuff and I look back at it like that's I think that says what it says <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the same I'm the same yeah. and it's interesting because you're still at school so I usually talk about career next mm-hmm. but obviously you're still at school however and I'm gonna let you talk all about this you have a very very cool fashion brand yes and I was wondering where did that all start from can you like tell me the story of how you created your fashion brand and I'm purposefully not saying it because it's yours and it's your baby and I want you to talk yeah. about it uh-huh. how did that how did that come about how did it manifest and everything about it yeah so and I, I love telling people about it because honestly it it all encompasses what I like as well yeah. as what I feel like my purpose is yeah so starting off I um grew up I never necessarily grew up in like special ed classes uh, or classes with other people with disabilities. I was always in a classroom with um, quote unquote normal people or regular people. Um, And so all of my friends, none of them had disabilities. And so um, with that being said, I was really big into fashion and like sneakers, you know, like the Jordans or like um, just just fashion in general, streetwear specifically more so. because I felt like streetwear was extremely expressive in in a way versus other uh, clothing types. And once I got to my, I think senior year, well, we can really start in eighth grade. Once I got like eighth grade, yeah, going back to eighth grade. So let me back up. So I realized, it's funny because I realized even now more so of why I started my clothing brand. It was because it was a confidence booster for me uh-huh. uh, about my, clo- uh, about my um, disability. Because like I said, I'd never grew up in a classroom with other people with disabilities. And even like social life, like I said, my friends were uh, didn't have disabilities. And so it was just me. Yeah. And so with that being said, it can be really hard to, you know, be okay with your disability growing up. Yeah. Um, when you don't have anybody to, you know, that can relate to you or even can feel it in your same shoes because it's really hard because you, for a person that doesn't have a disability to, to even feel it, they can say it, but you really have to either be a relative or, yeah, be a relative or even like be like day to day with somebody to really say that you can uh, understand what they go through. And so once I got from eighth grade to ninth grade in uh, high school, I was, like I said, really big in the fashion. And I was like, um, they've created brands for, like everybody loves like Nike, everybody loves all of uh, Adidas and all of that. But one, it was lacking um, people with disabilities as like models for the longest. It seems like only in the most recent years, people have been 
put on um, posters or like different advertisements to be um, like represented from in the disability community. And with that being said, I was like, yeah, that's a start, but that's not really um, what I want to do. And <clears throat> I thought about this brand that came out in the 90s called FUBU. Um, and FUBU was a brand that was like catered towards like the African-American community in the 90s. It was called uh, FUBU for us, by us. So like in a sense for black people, by, uh, by black people. Uh -huh. And I kind of have that same like um, formula for my brand. Yeah. The conscious kid brand. I didn't say the, the conscious kid brand or TCK brand. <laughs> um, with for us bias, so basically saying for the disability community and by the disability community. And basically, um, I wanted my brand to not be like, or be like Nike, but in the sense of it representing whole, wholeheartedly the disability community in all aspects of the disability community and not just like representing us in a way of like us being a model for it. Like I want, like even for this shirt that I have on, as a person, the wheelchair symbol then the Conscious Kid brand, but it kind of looks like the um, handicap parking um, that we have in the US and just different like elements I wanted to put on the shirt. Like even I have other shirts um, that I did not bring with me, but you can see <laughs> on my website, uh, tckbrand.com, there's one where it's an AFO, an ankle foot um, ortho, um, orthotics I think that's how you say it. I might be butchering it but it's basically a leg brace uh -huh. it's basically a leg brace and I wear those um and a lot of people with spina bifida or uh, cerebral palsy wear it as well and just having that on like a shirt basically saying that it's not just a medical device it's part of like your fashion it's part of your everyday life because like me when I'm wearing shorts mine are purple and so I try to match you know <laughs> with it kind of like how you do with sneakers yeah um, and so just pretty much trying to at the same time making it for the disability community but at the same time kind of changing that narrative of like medical devices or even like i said medical conditions or disabilities being a negative thing and kind of being prideful about it because there's it's so cool like it's so cool the things that that we um are given because of our disability um and it can a lot of times we looked at like you're using this, but there's ways around, um, there's ways to make it look cool. And there's ways that, that it is cool. Like I was like, we're kind of going back to the leg uh, braces. Mm -hmm. Like they, they help me keep my balance and they help me have, uh, help me walk and everything. But like I said, they have cool designs on it. Mine has um, like a galaxy on it. It's purple and it has like planets and stuff on it. And so like mm -hmm. in that aspect, you can, like show it off you can be prideful of the fact that you have that and kind of not look at it like I'm only using this to help me walk like it's a part of my fashion part of my you know style and so that's kind of my um goal and my idea for my clothing brand that kind of helped me start it up pretty much just wanting to have something for the disability community to be prideful of and then showing off the different aspects um that they might have, because it's really all disability. It's not necessarily for people with spina bifida, because I've had um, many people that are deaf um, showing off um, different 
aspects of what they like the sign language um yeah just different signs and putting it on t-shirts and things like that because that stuff is overlooked a lot of the times but it's so cool the things that they do like especially on tiktok they're, they're, when they do like song covers it's so cool to me even though like they're not speaking or anything it's still just it's the coolest thing to see and i think to look at it like it's something to be like i said prideful of and then something that's cool instead of looking at like they have to do this because of how they were born versus looking at it like this is something that they are able to do and that is cool um, yeah. to look at or like I said cool to even just be a part of. Yeah and I think it's really wonderful that you're taking like mobility aids or you know devices that help people and you're really saying with the Conscious Kid brand is that actually like this is also fashion because previously, like, let's think like 20, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. these mobility items or, you know, aids that people were used were very much made t- for a purpose. They were, you know, quite ugly. Like, I know I've had prosthetics that have been absolutely abominable. Like, they yeah. look like something out of War of the Worlds. Like, there's nothing <laughs> cool about them. And I love that you're taking motifs of, like, disability and putting it on T-shirts and putting it out there because you're so right. It's not It's not there. Someone like Nike would never have a, you know, a, yeah. like, the British Sign Language on their T-shirt or, yeah. like, you know, American Sign Language on their T-shirt. But mm-hmm. you're taking that concept and you're running with it. And I think it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I also to add on to what you were just saying um, uh, and going back to how I was saying it changes that narrative of um, disability being a bad thing or just even a scary thing. If you if you ever notice in like movies, especially uh, in the past 20 years or even now, like having leg braces, the only movie I can think of that has leg braces isn't necessarily a scary movie, but like Forrest Gump, if you've seen Forrest Gump when he was running, yeah, that's um, an example, but even like um it was some scary movie i was watching a while back and i had to turn it off because it was like this isn't cool i feel like this is not appropriate to have and shouldn't have been aired but it was basically this um burn victim i think um and she was like basically she was just so they had it where she was so upset with how she looked that she wanted other people to be to feel that way too by like um, doing things to them in the yeah. horror movie. And it's just like some people, the people that actually are, that have to go through these things, that have these um, differences, are looking at this like, why are you painting us as this bad guy? Or painting us in the sense of someone who is ashamed of how they look and it hasn't come to terms or hasn't flipped the script and said pretty much that I'm not, you know, I'm not, ugly. I like that. I, I like, I, I can work with it. I've worked with it and made it to where I do enjoy my, my look. Uh Yeah. And I think that's, I was speaking to Ashley Eakin and I don't know if you know her work, but she's a director Mm -hmm. and specifically focuses on disability representation. Mm -hmm. And she was saying that it's now so important to have positive like role models of disability in media because we've never had that before. And that's something that she's really focusing on. And I think what you're doing as well, all right, it's like, you know, they're different modes of accessibility, but you're doing the exact same thing because you're putting, you know, your items, your clothing out there that traditionally, like A, probably would never have sold 20 years ago. 
and B would never have been thought about 20 years ago. And yet you've got like such a fab idea and you're really taking it somewhere. And I think it's wonderful. And especially I always think of younger children when I think of my disability and how I show up, because I always think if I had seen someone like me, I wouldn't have felt like I had to be the one to prove things all the time. And so I always think about the younger generation and, and what you're giving like people, younger people with disabilities is a fashion brand that they can really like take home and like run with. And like, imagine how cool it must be for like the, the deaf child at school to wear a t-shirt that they, they understand and nobody else does. And it's like a little in joke with themselves. That's been my biggest, um, like joy in all honesty. Cause I, you know, you start a brand or you start something and you know what your purpose is, mm-hmm. but you don't realize how much of a effect it's really going to be on people. And that's just been my, like, even I say this all the time, even if it doesn't blow up, like I, the people that I've impacted, like it's, it brings, it brings me joy. It really does. Cause I've had people, um, like there's this guy. Um, and like I said, I have spina bifida. And my clothing brand is, like I said, for all disabilities. It's not yeah. specific to physical disabilities or intellectual or anything or spina bifida. Um, I have a friend of mine that's all the way in California. I've never met him. We're, we're social media friends. Yeah. But he loves my brand and he's deaf. And so it's just crazy to to um, believe that we can come together even though we don't have the same disability. Like, it's just, that's 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 the part that warms my heart. Like that people, honestly, we can all come together under this umbrella of the disability community and still share common, you know, um, interests, common interests as well as common experiences, even though we don't have the same disability and we might not go through it the same way, but it still has that center idea that um, we all share. Yeah. And I was wondering if you could tell me about how, what it was like to start this business up, because I know that clothing is probably not always the easiest thing to get involved in. And I was wondering if you could like talk me through how you did it. Yeah. And so basically it, I, it was me, it's me and my mom that um, kind of, she kind of assists me with it a lot of the yeah. time. Um, and you, you'll see her on my, um, she's on my page as well, <laughs> but she, um, yeah, she was a big part of it, of helping me, um, my dad as well. Um, I think the way I started, so kind of going back to like I was saying, I wasn't necessarily around a lot of people with um, disabilities. And yeah. so that's in itself is kind of a hard thing um, that I've been dealing with with my clothing brand. But on that flip side of it, you have so many people that support the disability community that don't necessarily have disabilities. And so um that's where my start was it was pretty much having friends and family that um supported and got the word out and um through different like programs that I've been in um like camps through uh hospitals that I grew up in um Uh and learning about different disabilities through those camps as well as um yeah, through that camp. So through those camps, I learned about different disabilities, but then also uh, built connections with other people that kind of furthered my brand out there. And even um, I had a friend, I have a friend named John who he uh, does wheelchair basketball and uh-huh. like wheelchair basketball. I knew nothing about like growing up. I wasn't necessarily, <laughs> I was always a liberal arts kind of person. I was always <laughs> into the arts. I was always into the arts. I did chorus 
I don't doing the clothing brand. Like I was, I like sports. I love sports. I watch it. I just could never see myself playing it. You know? um, and so he opened my eyes to wheelchair basketball. Yeah. And, and I know that's kind of um, funny to say, I guess, for, from a person that could actually be playing it, like it should know probably more about it because he has the same disability as me, but just find a different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he taught me a lot. And then he also um, was a big help with getting a lot of people um, that have disabilities to support my brand um, yeah. through the teammates and then through the people uh, that they play against because everybody is a big community in the um, National Wheelchair Basketball Association is what it's called, NWBA. Um, and under that umbrella, um, there's just friendships, whether you're on the same team or not, and it's just this big old community. And so that's been a big part of kind of the growth of my brain and like getting it out there to more people um, and yeah, more people as well as um, those people with disabilities. Yeah. So when you were like starting the conscious kid and you were like, you know, planning all of the wonderful things that you're going to do with it, mm-hmm. did you ever have any hardships through it? And were there, were there any points in time where you like had any self-doubt? Um, yes. So kind of going back to um, when I was saying um, about not having people around me that have a disability and yeah. like the whole, I feel like the, the idea that I came up with was the hard part, not realizing that I don't have that many people around me with disabilities, like as friends or family. Um, so that was the hard part. So kind of like how I was saying, I have that friend um, who's also a customer as well, <laughs> that is in Cal- he's in California. Yeah. And I'm in Georgia, that's on the other side of the country. And so um, a lot of my customers and a lot of my um, followers aren't necessarily in Georgia yeah. at all. And so that's um, been a hardship because you want those people to um, either help you out in the way of like modeling your brand or even like um, just being a consumer, which yeah. they can, of course, do the... Um, through the grace of internet, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but you just want a home-based community, which um, that's been the hardship because it's not that many um, people in my area, at least that I um, know of, or more so the ones that I do know, they've moved on to college. And so they're not in Georgia anymore. Yeah. Um, and so, Cause I don't think there's a Georgia college that um, provides wheelchair basketball scholarships so a lot of them went to like Illinois or um um Auburn or Alabama or even uh there's a school in Minnesota as well and so a lot of them left and so it was kind of just kind of backtracking back to that um the support of the family and friends that don't have disabilities but support my brand yeah and that's so interesting because through through that did you or have you learned of a positive attribute that you have so for example I always say and I'm so sorry to every listener who's heard me say this so many times is that I am incredibly tenacious and I'm pretty sure that's probably down in part to my disability because I always fight for what I want and what I think I should get mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if if you found that you also have some form of positive attribute as well Oh yeah. I, um, yes, I do. And it wasn't from me that was said. There's two things that my family says, um, my dad and my mom both say, and I, I live, um, by this, 
And the first one my mom says is use your disability to your advantage. So a lot of the times um, there's certain situations where, um, especially in school, um, where like I was talking about the accommodations, you get, um, have to yeah. let it be known. But then also um, the other one my dad said was never let your um, physical, uh, con- <clears throat> never let your physical condition handicap your mind. So don't let, let it limit you. And um, with all that being said, I um, kind of live by also just determination, just knowing like I, the end goal is there. Like I'm, I'm not giving up, like giving up isn't an option for me. Like I don't, I don't see myself giving up. I'm not saying it's not, I don't genuinely don't see myself, even though it might be one month or so where it's not as many sales as it is yeah. uh, the next month or vice versa. And so just the determination has been what keeps me going. And then just the, going back to that purpose, that purpose of kind of putting people with disabilities on the forefront, because I don't know if you know this or not, um, I'm sure you probably do, but people with disabilities are the largest minority group. And so there's a lot of us. And so, and there's a lot of us for us, for us not to be, for us not to be on TV is weird. Or yeah. is, is weird to not be represented or to be, um, represented in a way of like only one direction, like only represented in a way of like, we need help or we can't do things for ourselves or we, you know, it's weird. Cause it's, it's kind of like um, only putting, I don't know, somebody as a, as something specifically every single time when there's different types of people, like not everybody's the same. Um, yeah, not everybody's the same. So not every disability is going to be the same. Not everybody's disability experience is going to be the same. There's so many people, honestly, that a lot of people don't know about that have made strides in like just history, not disability, um, his, just history in general that have had disabilities. And people still tend to, you know, kind of go towards that. They need help or they're always in the hospital or they're like medical. Um, they they need medical assist, uh, yeah. attention or assistance. And so kind of just putting them on the forefront and showing the, all aspects of the disability uh, experience. Yeah. And that's so true is that disability is very often only shown as one narrative. Yeah. And particularly when you're thinking about TV or even like the big screen, like on films, mm-hmm. is that you're, you're so right when you say that actually it's, it's generally portrayed as the person needs help. Mm-hmm. And I know that I've said this, so many times but I've never actually seen myself represented in like any major roles I've all, like someone who looks like me physically has always been like the back burner or like someone just walking past on set it's never been the main character and I love that the fact that your brand puts disability as the main character yeah. the disabled like people are the main character we're not like an afterthought it's not about you know it's not I think a lot of people and a lot of brands do do this is the performance adaptive type, you know, like, Oh, we're, we're including everyone. So like, here's our disability shoot. Whereas your brand is like, no, we are the main character. We are not the like afterthought. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, And, and and that being said, um, it's because it's needed. I, I, um, and I'm referring back to the other things that you were saying, but even when you were saying about somebody to look up to, like it's it's so cool like my 
my heroes or the people that I look up to um, is my favorite artist who is like Kendrick Lamar is my favorite artist. Yeah. He doesn't have a disability. Um, like in entertainment, I like The Rock. He doesn't have a disability. Yeah. And that's all fun and cool and everything. But um, at the same time, if we were more accessible in, in showing showing off our disability or showing it in a positive light, or just having people with disabilities on the forefront, I feel like that narrative would switch or, e or would even be like 50-50 in the sense of you have a role model that actually has the same disability as you or actually has a disability that you can relate very much more so to than The Rock or like I said, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Just make great music or great movies. Like this person, when he gets home, when the camera's off, he goes through the same thing you go through, but he's still able to do the things that you see on TV and yeah. still be successful or still, you know, defeat the challenges to do what he needs to do. And I think that that needs to be um, more looked at, especially for young people, because it's like 100% representation versus, yeah, that person's Black just like me, but he doesn't have that same disability. You know what I'm saying? Like you have, like, of course it's good for a person that, um, to have see somebody with, that's the same color as you on TV, but especially if you have a disability, you have something else extra, just like somebody who is um, of the LGBTQ community. Like you, you want that full um, representation yeah. to inspire you. Yeah, exactly. And with all of this, like setting up your own business, setting up your clothing brand, and you're still at like you're still at school. And and for the UK listeners, when I say school, I actually mean university. Do you have a piece of advice for either a younger version of yourself or a younger person with the same disability as you? Yes. You can answer both. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> um, probably. Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would probably say a young, a younger version of me. I want to say a younger version because I feel like that's a little bit more um, intimate and, and deeper um, with this answer. Um, like I was saying earlier, I I, um, I struggled with my disability at first, uh -huh. and because like I said, I I grew up around people without disabilities, and so you kind of just you kind of, I don't know, like push it to the side as much as you can. Yeah. Even though, or, or ignore it as much as you can and try to blend in with people that don't have a disability. Mm -hmm. And I think my advice would be, I know it's kind of cliche, but to be yourself, in all honesty, be yourself and be yourself to the point where, um, where people find it cool to be your friend or find whatever you have going on to be actually interesting and cool. And that's kind of like what my clothing brand, just like I was saying about the leg braces, like the color and like the galaxy on it, even though it still is a medical device, there's something cool about it. And there's something yeah. that's an eye catcher. So it's not just um, something to like look at or something to um, look at as negative or look at as a downer or something like that. And so pretty much just making yourself um, comfortable with yourself, comfortable with yourself and then not necessarily confident, um, but yeah, I would just say comfortable with yourself because once you're comfortable with yourself and with what you have, um, 
the sky's really the limit. And like, like this is another thing my dad says, or my dad and my mom say, um, it's like, if you were, if I were to ever get into like what they call like roast battles and stuff like it back in school and everything, yeah. once they say it, once they say something bad about your disability, what else do they have to say? Like, and you really have to think of it like that. Like that's the worst thing they could probably, uh, that's once they get over that hump of, it being of them talking about it, it's like, what else do they have to say about you? And once you get comfortable in your own skin and with your own disability, it doesn't bother you anymore. And then, like I said, the sky's the limit because you're just like, what else, what, what else better do you have to say? Yeah. Other than, other than that, because I'm okay with that. I think my disability is cool. I think the things that I've um, experienced and I've gained because of my disability are cool what can you say about yourself? You know what I'm saying? To that person, like, what can you say yeah. about yourself? Um, and it's, and it's, it's like, obviously acceptance is a big part of it. And I know that a lot of people can struggle with acceptance with disability, but you're so right that as soon as you accept your disability, the sky is the limit, but that's also, you can also enjoy like your disability but you can also like, it's perfectly fine for you to say that you're happy to be disabled, but you can also hate your disability at the same time. Like those things are not necessarily like intertwined. Like you can have days where you wake up, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're like, Oh, like if we're going to use my body, for example, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, Oh, like I would love to clap my hands, but I'm never going to be able to have that experience. So I might as well just move on. And as soon as you like, you know, accept that you're like, Oh, I'm never going to have that experience. And I don't really need it. It's, it's great. You know? And, and I, I have a, um, I don't know if it's necessarily a tip or something that I've experienced um, in, the same, in the same manner is, especially on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> on TikTok there's like nine times out of 10, it's going to be somebody dancing. Yeah. And with that, they don't necessarily, not, I don't want to say purposely because I don't think it's purposely, but a lot of times it's not accommodating to the point of a person that has a physical disability. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't move around as swiftly as they do on uh, TikTok. And, yeah. and I'm one of those people that's like, wow, I really wish I could dance. But my disability, but but the way that I look at it, though, is I um, shift my energy or my um, that excitement that I get when I watch other people. I shift it to being almost like a proud dad, like happy. Yeah. No, I'm serious, like seriously, yeah. like a proud dad. Like, I'm like, wow, like I'm, so, that is so cool that you can do that. Like that is a phenomenal. Yeah. And like, and then it just shifts to like me just being proud of them and, and being okay with um watching them do it. And me just, you know, applauding them in a sense. Yeah. Um, that's how I look at it. Cause I don't like, I'm, yeah, that's just how I look at it. I feel like that's... I think that's wonderful. I actually think that's like the most lovely piece of advice I think I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, just... Because it's so sweet. For them, that they can yeah. do it. And then, and then especially if they're happy that they're... As long as the person's happy, that's what I'm looking at. As long as the person's happy in what they're doing, you should be happy for them and not look at it like, oh, they're happy, they're doing it. I can't do <laughs> it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy for you that you can do it. Like, I am... You keep going. Well done, you. (laughs) (laughs) So with disability, and I know that not necessarily all the time, people people are obviously very curious because, as you said, we're not represented fully in media. We're not represented fully in fashion. We're not fully represented in, you know, I I was going to say the sporting world, but then I was thinking Paralympics is kind of like a good 
you know, place to show off dis- disabled sports, but then yeah. there's a whole like rigmarole of, of disability in the Paralympics. And, and that's a whole different like topic of conversation. But do you have a particular, it could be either one question or a set of questions that tend to annoy you or like kind of not that you find intrusive that other people can ask about your disability. Now put it into context for me, Generally, it's if someone asks if did a shark bite my arm off or what happened. And now I just find those questions a bit much from like other people that I don't necessarily know. And I was wondering, do you have any questions that you find a bit much? Oh, 100 percent. Oh, 100 percent. And so. I um, with my disability, I tend to walk differently. Mm-hmm. Um, than the than other person or a person without disability i um and so especially if it's somebody that i'm just meeting or if it's kids oh kids kids will be truthful kids <laughs> kids will be and i love that about kids they're gonna just because once you explain it they're satisfied with that answer yeah um, they are they're, they're okay with yeah. it um because they don't have any other questions or anything but the number one thing that i get is why do you walk like that or, mm-hmm. or yeah why do you walk and I never found, and I still don't necessarily have um, a direct answer. I, because you have to kind of feel the environment, feel the kind of person that that person is. Yeah. Whether it's a kid, if it's a kid, you really can't just be like, "Well, I was born with spina bifida, and spina bifida, this, this and that." You can't really. Yeah. going to be like, oh, "Okay," and then just <laughs> walk off, or whatever. Or they're just gonna be like, "What does that mean?" And then you have to go into a full conversation. But um, I kind of just play the environment, play the type of person it is uh, on my answer because um so for the camp that I volunteer at um the kids camp and so yeah I volunteer at the one for kids with spina bifida but then I also volunteer at another one um for kids with like epilepsy or um craniofacial uh, differences uh-huh. and so they don't know anything about my disability so when they ask me I tend to jokingly say oh I um I was on a mission and I jumped out of an airplane. <laughs> um, but for those that are more serious, I, I have started to tell, actually tell people um, that I was born with spina bifida, um, with my disability, or I was born like this. Is yeah. uh, the tendency that I just told you I was born like this. Um, but that's probably the number one answer. One that I've gotten that's kind of, I've only gotten this probably three times in my life. And it's, I just find it so funny um is well let me backtrack so back in school like i was saying about my confidence was relatively low i wear leg braces like i was saying mm-hmm. i even on the hottest days i would wear pants because i did, I was not a fan of people staring um mm-hmm. i was not a fan of that and now of course i'm a lot better and really this quote i don't can't remember who it's by um kind of helped my confidence with that but it was people will stare make it worth their while um yeah and I like that quote, um, and it's really helped me with that. Um, but this one guy who I was friends with for the longest, and like I said, I didn't wear shorts, so I guess he just never knew, but he was like, uh, the one day I wore shorts, he was like, oh, I thought you didn't have any legs. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like okay, yeah, that's a new one. I was like, okay, no, I, yeah, I, he was like, I thought you just didn't have any legs. And I was like, no, that's a good guess, though, I guess, because I never wore he was like, yeah, and I was like, no, I just wear leg braces. So he was like, I thought those were um like those things that people wear um, when they don't have legs. And I was like, no, that's my, my legs inside of it. So 
And so <laughs> there was that. But other than that, I can't think of anything um, else that got to people. Oh, this is the one that this isn't necessarily something that people say. Um, like a question directly to me. Um, but this is a disclaimer to, to, to people that, that don't. Yeah, I want to go ahead. This is a disclaimer <laughs> to people that don't have disabilities. I want you to hear me on this. We, we want to be invited, even though we might say no to whatever event or, mm -hmm. or activity, we want to be invited. And so a lot of times, um, like I was saying, I, um, a lot of my friends didn't have disabilities. And so they would be going to like um, the pool or they'll go to concerts and things like that. Mm -hmm. And instead of asking, can I do it? They already assume I can't do it. And then so that's their reason or excuse for not inviting me when I find out that they went to the pool or they yeah. went to, to a concert. And it's, and I can understand to an extent why you, you um, didn't want to go through that because you don't want to hurt any feelings or whatever. But yeah. I look at it like this. It's, it's either you can just straight up ask me or you can, um, and and I and I come about with like accommodations for myself because it's really about accommodating myself. It's nothing that they have to necessarily do. I yeah. just have to, you know, scope the scene in a sense. Like for a concert, I know I have to ask the concert manager for a chair because I'm not going to be standing for four hours. Yeah. Um, at a concert, um, and so it's just certain things like that. Just knowing that I'll have some accommodations if I do go. That's the thing, and. Uh, that was the biggest thing that I faced um, in school was people not even asking because they just assumed that I couldn't do it when really yeah. anything can be done with accommodations. Yeah. And, and yeah. And I think that's so perfect is that, and I speak about this a lot, adaptation and accommodations are just, they are everything for the disabled yeah. community. And like, you're very, very true with what you say that we want to be invited to events don't think about how we will do something just invite us and we will please let you know whether us. we can or cannot come exactly please invite us we might say no but still invite us. we <laughs> might also not. say no because we don't like you that might also be a reason <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so my final question for you is marlon would you say that you are disabled and proud i i am I would say that I am disabled and proud and there's nothing wrong with saying, having those two together in all honesty. Like I said, if you, once you get to a point of accepting it and then realizing that you can utilize that disability to further yourself as well as further great experiences in your life um, and opportunities that you, that can come about with you being disabled and proud. Yeah. Amazing. And if we want to support your brand, where can we find you? So you can find me on Instagram at TCK brand. Um, there's no space altogether TCK brand. And then my website is tckbrand.com. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any other um, socials. No, I think that's all of it. Um, yeah, tckbrand.com. And then um, the Instagram, like I said, is TCK brand. Um, yeah, shoot it. Shoot me a, a DM. Ask me any questions. My DMs are always open. My um, comments, of course, I'll respond to comments. Um, reach out to me, please. Support me. Support me. I support you. 
and everything. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so much for giving up your time this afternoon to be on the podcast. I absolutely love listening to your creation of the TCK brand. TCK brand, yeah. That took me way too long to put together. I was like, it's conscious kid. I was like, so, because I get C's and K's mixed up and I was like, hey, like, make sure you get it in the right order. But yeah, thank you like so much for being on today. I really enjoyed this chat. Thank you for inviting me. This is honestly the highlight of my summer so far oh thank you so much i've absolutely loved this and i think there's been so many snippets and nuggets of gold that you've said and i think there's going to be a lot of people who take away a lot of goodness from this chat so thank you so much thanks for listening to this episode of disabled and proud if you've enjoyed the show then please give it some love by leaving us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts it really helps us to reach more and more people each week plus if you've got a particular highlight then i'd absolutely love to hear it tag me on your insta stories at disabled and proud podcast